The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Yeah, welcome to the Fend, proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meats, Cherrybrook. Glad you could join us. Adam Hawes with you alongside Tigers, New South Wales and Australian great Jimmy Jack. How are you, Jimmy? I'm very good, Horsey. I hope you're well. And I'm very excited about our guest we've got on today's program. It's a former teammate of mine and competitor, the great Zip Zip Man. Yeah, you set that up nicely, Jimmy. It is the great Steve Eller. 153 first-grade games for Parramatta, eight origins for New South Wales, and four test matches for Australia. I think I got all that right. Uh, Zip, thanks for joining us on The Fend. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Jimmy. It's yeah, nice to be here. What are you up to these days? Oh, mate, I, um, for the last 30 years, I've been working in health. Um, I worked in a, as an average drug and alcohol worker for 20 or, 20 or so years, and um, for the last eight, 10 years or so, I've been managing Aboriginal Health Service. So um, I work for Central Coast Health. Um, so I've been out been here a long time and, yeah, it's, it's, it's close to home. It's, yeah, it's enjoyable. Ah, it's just you, Zippy. Like, I've, I just had a bit of a reminisce about when we – do you remember when we first played against each other? Can you remember? I remember it very well, actually. Um, was it in juniors? No, 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 no. It was, it was senior footy. Yeah. It, it was um, – it was 1981 at, at Cumberland Oval. Were you um, playing for West? I was playing for West, so yeah, we played right. the, the mighty Parramatta Eagles. That's right. And uh, it was 32 nil by half time. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Eller had scored two, and Eric Groth, I think, had scored three. Um, yeah, absolute demolition. They were white hot that day. That's the first. You are playing, I think you are playing centre. Yeah. Centre? Yeah. In those days, with, with Cronin, Cronin yeah. yeah. So that's – mate of mine said to me, he said, probably you could give that game a mess, a miss and wait for the week after. It would be, <laughs> be a better comeback for you, and he was right. <laughs> well, it's funny how you say that, Jimmy, because I think West beat us nine years in a row at Bickham Oval. Yes, they did, yes. Yeah. So um, that must have been at Cumberland. <laughs> yeah, that was at Cumberland. I remember Cumberland was, was a dust bowl. When you, when you go and put your, put your clothes out, out of the hook, whatever they had in the corner – all the dust would come down from the grandstand all over your clothes when you were trying oh, yeah. to get changed. Interesting times. <laughs> Interesting times. Jimmy, how did uh, Parramatta rack up such a score? I thought you were the game's best defensive fullback. Well, if I wasn't playing, it probably would have been 64-0 at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember there was a short kickoff. Someone did a short kickoff to Eric, and Eric just went to Ian Schubert and just brushed him aside <laughs> like he was just like he was confetti. And then he's running at me. I've got, oh, my God, how am I going to stop this? <laughs> And I didn't stop him. <laughs> he, just ran, he just ran over the top of me. Catch him, Jimmy. Yeah, in that like it, when nineteen eighty one, he's about twenty one years of age. He was just an absolute beast. Yeah, it was, yeah, super, had, it was super fast as well. Back oh, then. super and so strong, yeah. so strong. Like right across the park, but he was he was a dynamo. And I think so. You were playing. Were you playing five eight or centre in those days, Steve? I started off at um, at five eight. Well. I played, I played both, but when I first came in the first grade, um, I actually came in first grade in 79 in the centres. And um, that's when I've done my knee and I had 18 months off. Um, but when I first come back in 81, in in um, the, the trials, Jack put me straight in at 5'8". So I yep. played the, the 
the pre-season series at 5'8", and probably a couple of games at 5'8", and then um, um, he moved me out in the centres and moved Brett in the 5'8", which was yep. probably a good move. So you kept the you kept the great Brett Kenny out of the number six shirt there for a while. Well, I could talk about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whose whose call was it? Was it Big Jack? Did he come over to you and say, "Listen, we're making a change"? No, well, I think it was just something that happened for me. But anyway, because Jimmy know what Brett's like. He's he's, um, he's probably the world's best player, but he was just lazy as well. Yeah. So um, I used to accommodate him. So if I was on one side of the field and he was on the other, there's no good us swapping because we both play five eight or centre. So. Brett will say, you stay there and I'll stay here, and um, yeah. whether I was five out or centre. So we just kept swapping. And and um, I think Jack made an assessment that it might, it might be a good idea to put Brett at five eight and, and um, me to run off the crow. So it uh, worked out pretty well. The rest is history. Yeah. yeah. I, I, see, I, I had a bit of a check through the history books. And you, yes, you were playing five eight in 81. And then come about round 11, they swapped you and, you and Bert. Yeah. And then Parramatta won the next. 12, I think, to win the premiership. Yeah. So, good move you go to centre. <laughs> well, that's what I keep thinking because um, it actually kept me away from defence. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we played for New South Wales together, Zip Zip, and Australia. Yeah, we did, Jimmy. That was a lot Jim, of fun. Jimmy, you're getting, a, you're getting ahead of the program here. Didn't you get the questions? No, I didn't get the questions. Hey, where's, <laughs> mate, you, where's your research? We can't skip ahead here. This is very important. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Zip. Okay, I'm going to bring... I'm gonna bring you just chime in, all right? That's where you're okay. best, just right. like your old fullback days. <laughs> okay, uh, Steve, how'd you get the nickname Zip Zip Man? Who gave it to you and when, roughly? Oh, probably would have been in '81 as well. I think it would have been. Um, remember back in the early days, they used to have the Daily Mirror, and yeah. in the Daily Mirror, they used to have the try of the week. Yep. And um, Chippy Peter Flingos used to, um, I suppose, put that segment in there, and it, um, we scored a try against. Uh, I don't know who it was against, but he actually. Described it, I zip zipped here and zip zipped there, and um, so that, of course, that was in the paper. Of course, when you go to training, if they write something about you in the paper, when mm. you go to training, they, they start to give it to you. So they started calling me <laughs> zip zipper training, and it's stuck ever since. So yeah, <laughs> who, like who, yeah. Who was the biggest pest? Who'd give it to you the most? Oh, uh, the biggest pest. Oh, Paul Taylor was a pest. <laughs> Brett was a pest. <laughs> Actually, Brett was quiet in '81. He actually didn't come out of his shell until after after Kangaroo Two in '82. But um, yeah, I mean, I just I, yeah, probably um, probably uh, Paul Taylor. He was the biggest pest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those those days that they were that that look that you had a great team, Steve. Like '81, '82, '83. Wow, what a team! You know, I don't think anyone's ever done three in a row. But it was. We, we, Balmain in particular, we we copped a hiding every time we played you guys. Like we could we could hold it against Canterbury, but we could never ever hold it against um, Parramatta. They were just it's like a the floodgates opened and it was all over by half time. Just just destroyed us. I do remember one game there we played at, at Belmore Oval, and you come down the sideline. Remember near the, near the grandstand? Yep. And uh, G Jack come across in cover, and um, hence uh, the old zip zip. <laughs> I done yell in the way, yeah. Yell in the way, and uh, you scored in the corner. And I remember as I was walking down, and you were walking back, and you had the ball in your hand, and you looked at me, and this is what happened, Horsey. He looked at me and says, "Sorry, Jimmy, 
He said sorry. <laughs> he said yeah, sorry. Just said that's okay. Sorry, I, Jimmy. I do remember that. Because <laughs> yeah, oh, no one's ever said sorry, Jimmy. Plenty of abuse me, but you said sorry, Jimmy. So, that's sort of stuck in my mind. <laughs> Zip, how did you get yourself to Parramatta as a young player? Oh, look, I I, I grew up in La Perouse initially, but Mum and Dad moved us out to Cabramatta uh, in the early days, and so I played for Mount Pritchard, their Parramatta junior side. Um, and just come up through the grades, through the through the um, Harold Matthews Estuary Ball and Jersey Flag. So um, yeah, just through the local juniors, basically. And um, of course, you, your cousins with the famous Ella brothers. Did you ever consider rugby union? Well, we didn't have rugby union up our way at, um, around Mount Pritchard or, or Liverpool at that time. So we um, yeah, we didn't have that opportunity. I know Mark Lennon and Gary, they're also rugby league players. They played rugby league all their life. Um and they? started playing rugby union at school. And um, so, yeah, they had an opportunity to, I mean, true story, actually, South actually offered them contracts um, in the early days. Yep. And um, they all got picked in the Australian schoolboys um, rugby team to tour England in, and uh, Great Britain in uh, 1977. Yep. And... Um, they actually, the, the recruitment manager of South said, well, if you, you, come, you can go to South, you'll have to give up that tour. Worst thing he could have said. Oh, right. Wow. Right away, they said, no, we're going on tour. We're not playing league. We're going to stay at rugby. Uh, so they could oh. have been rabbit eyes. Yeah, it could have been. Wow. Gee whiz. That's a scoop on the fan, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, is their father and your father brothers, were they? Yeah, they dad and my dad are uh, brothers, um, only yeah. about two years apart, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Then they, had, then they had Marcia, who was um, Australia's first Aboriginal netball player, to play for Australia. Was so, she? So, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It was good for the family. Talented family. I, I can, can I talk about playing for Australia with Zippy? Can I, Adam? No, no, not yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I emailed you the question. Check your email. Gee, uh, now. Uh, Zip, uh, the 1981 Grand Final, just tell us about that, beating Newtown. And as a young bloke, did you really appreciate what you had achieved in that moment? Um, I suppose there's two things in that. Um, I, I, I grew up playing in, in, in the team that won comps every year. So we had a, a fairly good junior team as well. And a lot of the kids I played with end up playing like lower grades at Parramatta for a fair while. And um, so we'd won probably six or seven competitions in a row. Um, so I come to Parramatta, our first year at Parramatta in 81 when I, I come back from injury. Um, I, I suppose when we actually won the game, for me and Eric, and we didn't actually realise what we did. We knew we won the grand final, which was nice, but we didn't realise the impact that would have, have on our supporters and we didn't realise how important it was to the club. Um, I don't think we realised that until further down the track when we got a bit older. And I, I look back now and I, I really realise, because Paramount hasn't won a comp for a long time, it's it actually how important that was. Mm. So at the time, so I remember we were on the bus and we are just sitting there and we are just having a yarn, like, and Steve Edge got on the bus to go back to Paramount Stadium or, or Cumberland Oval or Paramount Leeds Club at the time. And Steve Edge got on the bus and we are just sitting there just, just having a, a quiet talk and whatever. And Edgy looked at us all and says, do you guys know what you've done? <laughs> and we actually... Yeah, we just want to put a footy game. <laughs> so the concept of what we actually did didn't really hit yeah. us until a lot. I think it started to hit us when we got back to, to um, 
the Parramatta uh, Leagues Club. That's when the crowd, there was about 20,000 people outside. That's when it started to, I suppose, in our minds, start, we started to realise it was a really important event that we actually um, went through. And when the grandstand started burning down. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we, actually watched, we actually watched that from the um, Chinese restaurant. But, um, yeah, the impact we didn't realise until we, all that sort of stuff started to happen. Wow. And, and as Jimmy mentioned, Zip, you won three in a row and then you lost in 84. How did you handle that unique experience of actually losing a grand final? Um, well, I, I come up after six minutes. I, I snapped my medial ligament. So I actually didn't see the game. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Peter Mortimer wrapped his leg around me. I'm trying to tackle me, and went, the way he hit me in the angle has actually snapped my medial ligament in half. So, well, wow. um, so I come off after six minutes. So, yeah, I was in the sheds, and I didn't actually see the game. So, I, I, I could hear it, but um, yeah, I didn't actually see it. So, from a disappointment perspective, I was more disappointed about the injury. Yeah, because I just come off um, 18 months of of trying to get my knee sorted out in regards to snapping both cruciates and the medial. So, the second time I snapped my medial. So um, yeah, it was yeah that was probably what I was more worried about than, than winning the game. So you would have you would have been out there tackling Mark Bugden if you'd stayed out there. Oh, I probably would have stopped. Probably won a game for us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just ta- I just take you back to, to eighty one when you first won it. It was a big day for Parramatta because I do remember that Parramatta had three teams in all three grades that day. Um, they lost the under twenty threes to South Sydney. Yep. And they lost the reserve grade to Western Suburbs. Yep, 100%. 19-2. Yep. And I, I couldn't play that. Well, I was I was ineligible because I played the last couple of games in first grade. But I remember uh, that, that the, the Magpies won. It was a, I actually ran a lap of honour, which was only time with the premiership trophies, reserve grade trophy, but we won the premiership that, that day. And then I remember watching the first grade game up in the Barongal stand um, it might have been on my third schooner or something by then. <laughs> and and remember Brett Kenny coming to Phil Sigsworth, throwing the dummy, yep. and down the sideline, and off he went yep. to, to win the game. Yep. Well, uh, actually, that, that try put us out of reach. The try I scored in the corner where you would have been sitting, Jimmy, would have that, that put us in front, then the crowd keep the goal from the sideline. Did he? So, uh, yeah. so that, was, that was a really good, I suppose, um, part of the game where – Crow's, Crow's conversion just put us out of their, out of their reach, and Brett's, Brett's try was the was the one that actually put us. Um, yeah, well, we say but cemented the cemented the, the, the game for us, and that's when we realised it was it was going, it was all over for Newtown. And, and when you look back there, Zippy, and you go, Brett Kenny scored two tries in three grand finals back to back to back. Yep, never been done the, before, never been done again, and, and never will be done. No, uh, never, no. never will be done. No, and, I, 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 people always ask me who's the best player I've ever played with or against. Brett, Brett's the best I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've played with him for years and years and years, and things he used to do, I used to marvel at. And I was yep. like, he was, he's the best I've seen. Yep, he, he was without, without doubt. You soon learn just just to follow him, or he'll follow you, and um, you know he's he's always there. Well, you, you know, know, Jimmy, when you you ought to play with him as well. All you do is hit the hole, he'll find you. Yeah, he'll find you. Yeah, yeah he'll find you. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. Special. And Wally was the same. You, you hit a whole volley of finder as well. Yes, you hit a whole volley of finder too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but but that that try they scored off the scrum. I think Pricey made the break, yep. and then Brett and Brett Brett actually had to beat Chica Ferguson to score in the corner. Yep. Oh, uh, and that was not an easy easy thing to do. 
Uh, he's in in a way how he, he stood up Chicker and scored in the corner for his that was his first try. That was his first try when he done the um the the, the um I suppose the goose step or the stop start. Yeah, sort of, the stop that, start that put Chicker off. Yep, and um, so Brett got to the line. So um, yep. yeah, it was. I mean, the thing I kept saying to Price, you said you went the wrong way, you should have passed it to me, but he passed it to Brett. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're talking about um, players finding you with a good pass, and and Zip, you're a great hole runner. And I, was it 82 or 83? You hit, you hit a nice gap. To, 82. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't see as much of that in the modern game uh, because we have so many decoy runners and out the back plays. The the the, the centre just hitting a hole. I just don't see as much of that as we used to back then. I've seen that Roosters was he the other front row from the Roosters he hit that hole the other day. Yeah, Tupanua. Oh my god, that was probably the best high run I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah, and Jimmy was good at it too. So it's when, if you hit the hole, you've got players who can find you. You just you just got to find where to run and just run it. Like Menzies off and Cliff Lines, Cliffy was something special anyway. <laughs> yeah. So if I had to force you, what would you say was your favourite grand final win? Oh, probably. I mean, 81 is always nice because it was the first. Um, Betty Manley, any time's yeah. a good day. But Betty Manley in the first one was probably the the, the, the most favourite. Yeah. And what was what was Ray Price like? Old Pricey, was he a, a party animal or, you know, <laughs> did he did he cut loose? Because everyone thinks he's an old grouch. <laughs> well, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cranky old thing. But it, like, Pricey's got a really good sense of humour. And um, he's, a, he's good fun to be around, but he's just a pain in the ass when he's cranky or – but he's very argumentative. And Jimmy would have seen that as well. He's, he's happy to argue with anybody. But he's, and he's always right. <laughs> but um, as, as far as playing with him, it was just it was just great to be with because he, you knew he, he was always going to protect you, he was always going to be there for you. Um, he was just a great competitor. Um, but, yeah, yeah after games, he, he, he wouldn't go come out. He'd um, have a few beers. He'd go home and ice his injuries. Yeah. more committed to that component of it than most of us. So he, he really looked after himself. Yeah. He, 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 you're right there when you say he, he would protect you because he, he was old school and, like, and, and he hated Queenslanders. He, he hated Wally. Uh, yeah. He hated any Queenslanders. And he, he would protect you. And, like, he was probably, probably eight years on me and I always felt safe when, when Ray Price was there, yeah. you know, uh, it would have been a great, would have been great for you coming through, and and, and you played with the great Mick Cronin, like you know, he, he was my all time, one of my favourites growing up as a kid in Wollongong, and he was such, he, he looked after you blokes, and he was a great ball player as well. So he, you know, he took a lot of the hits to, to protect you and Brett, and probably Sterlow as well. I think you're right, and that's one of the things that we really appreciate about Mick Cronin, Jimmy, is that he did he did do the hard yards. To save us doing the hard yards, he, he, he'd take the hits. Because, for example, if we're playing against the Bulldogs and uh, you've got Chris Mortimer and Andrew Farrow coming at you, they're always trying to trying to get to the Crow. But um, the more they tried to get to him, the more they left me and, and Brett alone. So having Crow there was, was I suppose, instrumental in us being able to do what we could do. Yeah. It made it a lot easier for us. Speaking yeah. of uh, big-hitting Bulldogs, what about the – was it Andrew Farrow on Mick Delroy in 86? How, how's Mick these days? I think Mick's still recovery. He <laughs> hit him in the next week. That stuff just you don't get away with that stuff these days. No, well, yeah, yeah poor Mick was um, in Disneyland there for a while, but um, yeah, it was I mean, that was just what it was like back then. You just, you just had to wear it, unfortunately. And remember, do you remember, Steve, do you remember now? This will take you back the the ill fated um, New Zealand tour of 1985. Yeah, 
What, what are you talking about, Horsey? What's up? You've just jumped the gun again. <laughs> We've got Origin next. Well, I'm waiting for you to do the intro. The I don't know how long I've got to wait for you to do the intro. <laughs> Just finally, we're going to wrap just before you wrap up the Parramatta stuff, right? Okay. Um, you, uh, Jimmy did talk about your battles against the Tigers. Um, did you have fond memories of playing Balmain? Uh, what about Blocker Road? Should he give you facials? How did it go? Uh, look, I suppose that the teams we, we really enjoyed playing against was Bulldogs, Manly, and, and the Tigers. Because, <laughs> it, because it wasn't about the scoreline, we knew it was just going to be a tough game. Because when we played against the Tigers, it was honestly, it was. We knew they had the toughest forward pack out of all the teams we played. So um, we always knew it was going to be a tough outing. But I think our style of play suited how we played against against the Tigers. Mm. And um, but yeah, honestly, you come out, you come out, you come out from those games and you really you're sore because you know you've been belted. I mean, I, I remember once, actually twice, it happened. Um, Brett sort of hit a hole, and Junior's got him twice. Mm. Best hits. Mm. And, uh, I thought Brett would break his back when Junior hit him. And I remember I ran a hole once and Syria got me. And it's oh, like, yeah. look, that, would, that would have tickled. <laughs> but um, but Blocker was always, Blocker was, was tough and, and, you know, everyone knows how good Blocker was, but it was never, it was never dirty on me. No, nah, he liked he you. Me, he hit me, <laughs> but be, he was never dirty or try and get or whatever they used to do. Nah. It was always, it, it was always fair. And that's one of the yeah. good things I, I, I respected about a lot of the Batman players, that they were, they were tough, but they were fair. And uh, yeah. they tried the Belgium, which is fine, but they'd, they'd also pick you up. That tackle you mentioned, uh, Bert Cop from Junior, he told me about that, Bert. He said he got hit so hard, he was badly winded, but he just got himself up somehow and just didn't want to show Junior and the Tigers that he was hurt. And he just waited for the play to go downfield before he just slumped on the ground. Well, it, was that, Junior, it was that think, good a hit. I think Junior knew he hit him. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we all knew it. <laughs> it was at Leichhardt Oval, wasn't it? Was like I oval, yeah. Yeah, I remember near the goalpost. Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, one of the best hits I've seen. It was a good one, yeah. It, junior, Mitch Brennan, Brett Kenny, yeah. Junior hit a few, and once he hit them, they stay hit, and um, it was hard to recover from from because he was just so so powerful. But one, okay, one, of the good we, things, but one of the good things about playing against the Tigers was, even though they were tough games and whatever the score didn't matter, we were mates off the field, and we can't yeah. become good mates off the field, which was always. Really good, um, really good to know. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's right. We, we got to know you blokes. I remember when I first played for City in New South Wales, like '84. There was myself, Junior, and Blocker, and in the in the in the side. And you were there with that Sturlo, Bert, and Eric. You know, so we, we become good mates, and you yeah. know, we played together for three or four years together. So that's yeah. uh, we got to know each other's play pretty well. Yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun too because we because we, we got on so well. We just, that, that, yeah. Even though on the field they, they didn't come out, but after games it always did. Yeah, yeah. All right, it is time for Jimmy's code word of the week, 10% off your next order at George's Fine Meats. Cherry Brook, uh, Jimmy's a huge fan of George's Fine Meats, always down there, so am I just quietly. What do you got for us for a code word this week? Uh, yeah, Sean Lane. Yeah, Sean Lane had a great cracker game for Parra on the weekend, set up a couple of tries. The young bloke, he's about two metres tall, six foot six. <laughs> And I didn't realise what a good ball player he was and how well he played on the weekend for their for their win over the Roosters. So he's the code word, Sean Lane. Yeah, okay. He, he had a storming game, Sean Lane. What a bounce back for the Eels after that Bulldogs embarrassment the week before. I was going to ask this one a bit later on, but I'll ask him it now. How do you explain the Jekyll and Hyde Parramatta of 2022? One week diabolical, the next week against a top team, they're sensational. Well, look, if I, if I could explain it, I'd be a coach. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't you can't explain it. Look, they play good against the good sides. I know what it's like when you play against the teams that are not so good. It's hard to get up. But um, yeah, I, I suppose it's a little bit different these days than we'll play. But it's I mean yeah, it's just nice to see them play good against the good sides. But um, I mean the other thing I think supporters need to understand is you don't win the competition in June and July. Um, you've got to be you've got to just got to put yourself in position in the in the in the top four to be able to to be there at the end of the year. Sorry, Steve, that's what Parramatta's done for the last 36 years. Oh, Put themselves they, in a position, yeah, the they top four, gone, and that's they it. They haven't got on with it, yep. And that's, and, that's, and that's the issue that they have to face. You couldn't help yourself, could you? Couldn't help yourself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what about, your, what about your Tigers? How they go? <laughs> We're building. We're rebuilding. <laughs> it's another five-year plan. How many five-year plans have you had? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, just finally on the Eels, uh, Zip, can they win the comp this year? Oh, look, the way they played the other day, there's, I mean, you can't, you can never say never. Um, we, are, as a paramount, paramount person, I, I would say yes, they can. But like they say, with against the good sides, they, they actually they aim up. They just got to put it, put themselves in position to be there at the end of the year and and actually perform when they need to. Yep. Yeah, they've shown that they can uh, beat the top sides, and that's what you have to do, Jimmy, to win the grand final, of course. Now, State of Origin, you debuted, Steve, in Game 2 of 1983. Get this, listeners, there were six of the seven backline members were Parramatta players. It was the golden era for Parramatta, and I think it was it Marty Goo was the, the odd man out in the backline, and yeah, that, must have made you, that must have made you feel really comfortable coming in for your debut. With six in the backline, I think you had Stan Jordan, and Ray Price in the forwards. You had eight Eels all up. And we won that game, I think, 8-4, I think. So, yeah. I can't remember the score, but I know we won that game. But it was 83, nice. 83. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, yeah, it, was no, nice. yeah. it was nice. Yeah, it was nice, yeah. Playing with your teammates is always nice. And, um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, 10-6 you won that game. It was a nail-biter yeah. and then uh, lost the series. But uh, game two of 1985, you and Jimmy were together. I've heard this story from Gaz a fair bit, but what was it like to, to finally – Break through, win that first series for New South Wales against Queensland. Wally and the boys—they wouldn't have been happy. Oh well, they weren't happy, but like it wasn't about them being happy. It was more about us standing up and, and I suppose, supporting our state and, and being there to represent our state. And I think the opportunity to finally win a series against against Queensland was was a really, it was a wonderful feeling. But also, it was great for the guys who we played with together in that team because we all become. Like I said, like Jimmy said before, we all become really good mates, and we all were all playing for each other. But not only playing for each other, but playing for the state, and actually allowed us to, um, to, I suppose, do something special for the state. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Remember, remember Zibby, there was there was the SCG. There was about forty thousand people there for 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 the second game, and I think it may have been raining that that night, and that that atmosphere was fantastic. You know, it was just jam packed. Uh, and all of a sudden, there, there was there was a huge support for New South Wales, which there hadn't been before, because we'd actually we were we were a chance to win. Then we did win the series, uh, put it two nil um, at the SCG. It was just a, an amazing night. As a fan, I saw you guys hoisting Steve Mortimer on your shoulders, and there was so much euphoria and pride. It, does it does it annoy you blokes when you hear that crap about? New South Wales, they don't know what Origin's about. They don't get it. You know, they don't have the same spirit as Queensland. Well, that's what media talks. I think the players get it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the players. Yeah. Well, that's, people don't ask the players. The players, know that. 
you know, it's like Jim, you know, you know what, what what's on the line, you know what's what's expected, mm. and and um, yeah, I think I think a lot of that's all beat up. Just to, I think it's because the first few years probably you didn't get it. I think Jimmy's told me initially, well, it was just like an exhibition series, wasn't it? When they brought Origin first in Queensland, were all over it, and New South Wales took a couple of years to uh, catch up. I think the first time we went into camp, Horsey was was um, eighty four. That's the first time yeah. that they actually did set three set for it properly. And because when when Zip was playing, you know, eighty one or eighty three, they'd sort of pick the team Sunday night. You'd maybe get together Monday, and then you'd fly to Queensland Monday night and play Tuesday. You know, yep. that was it. That was there was no bonding or there was no mateship right. there. So eighty four, they sort of really got it, and we and we won. We won the third game eighty four. And I'm pretty sure Pricey was the captain in '84, the last game. Um, and that that sort of team stuck together '85, '86. The nucleus of, of the success um, in '86, winning three nil. And, yeah, I think didn't, I think Turvey came in for Pricey in '84, that last game. Yeah. Oh, that's right, he did too. Yeah, yeah man, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I think yeah. the other the other thing which people don't realise was the players um, were being picked based on who can win the game for New South Wales, where I think there's always a concept of you've got to pick the players who are in form. And who the, but Queensland never ever done that. Queensland picked players who they thought could win the game. Mm. And um, so I think there was a bit of a different change of mindset back in uh, from 84 onwards around we need to pick the players who can actually win the game for us. Yeah. And, uh, I think there was a bit more thought around how that was going to work. And so players, and that's why they stuck with a, a nucleus of a good team um, for a couple of years because... It was, uh, I suppose, that nucleus of, of a team that could yeah. win games. Yeah, and they started picking combinations too. Obviously, the Parramatta combination, and then there was the Balmain combination, and also there was the Canterbury combination too. Yep, yep. Yeah, so those and players figuratively. Zip, tell me, after the um, celebration, well, in the celebrations of that 1985 series, did Jimmy put his hand in his wallet? Did the <laughs> drinks, were drinks on Jimmy? The wallet would nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to. It was all free. Did you have a wallet, Jimmy? Did you? <laughs> I didn't need my wallet. That no, was all free. Yeah. Uh, so the Blues are off to Brisbane for Game Three. Obviously, they've got to play in Perth first. So then they're off to Suncorp Stadium. What sort of reception, Zip, did you get back uh, from the Brisbane locals back in the eighties at Lang Park? Oh, look, I remember games up there coming down the bus, down past the the pubs and stuff, up throwing cans at the bus. Uh, I mean, the abuse is just normal, but the, the physical abuse that we used to get around. People trying to grab us while we're getting off the bus. Seriously, um, um, I remember being on the ground. One of the one of the one of the games you played at Lane Park. That was a, they threw all the big hands on the field at us. Um, yep. So this, yeah, it was pretty hectic. But it's it was just, I suppose, try, as a player, you're sitting there trying to get around while people are throwing cans at you. <laughs> it was only a footy game, but for them it was life and death. Mm. I think that yeah. was probably the difference between our, our mindset back in the early days, and I think from '84 onwards that sort of changed. I remember Zippy in '85 when we had to go to Lang Park. I remember you and Wally Wynn had to had your blazers on, and you're walking through the main bar to get to the dressing room, and yep. they threw the beers over your jackets, over your blazers. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, got grabbed, got grabbed people trying to physically assault us and that sort of stuff. But that's, I mean, yeah, well, that was just we thought that was just the way it was. But, um, so just just on that is that so you didn't have security back in those days no, you just no. make away from the bus and, no, and, no people, and people would try and grab you seriously yep mm. Mm. yeah yeah well, you, you, you could have been a, you, you could have been bashed on the way to the game 
Well, you just, well you, oh, probably, but you just brush it off. It's just part of what it is and just deal with it, just move on and go and dress sheds get changed. Yeah, yeah. Remember Steve Mortimer said to us, they all hate us out there. Everyone hates us up here. The bus drivers hate us. The cabbies hate us. They all hate us. <laughs> and we said, well, we're going to hate them just as much. Yeah, uh, he, yeah he said it a lot, actually, which was good because that uh, sort of puts it in perspective. I, yeah. I'm going to ask you for your most hated ground, um, seeing we're talking about venues. What was the uh, – what was the noble easily. Yeah, why is that? Because that's where I snapped back from Matricia to Memorial in, in 1979. Good old which I can't no, Brookvale. Brookvale, all right. Brookvale, yeah. Stephen Knight attacked me from behind. I got past him. Um, so I was coming up the Grand Moody and I was trying to get around Grand Moody and Steve Knight caught me from behind. And it was it was about 17 stone. I was about uh, yeah. I was about 72 kilo at the time, actually. 73 yeah. kilo. And I couldn't hold his weight and it snapped both my cruises and my medial. Wow. So, yeah, wow. 18, back in, nine, back in 70, 79. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think Brookvale would get quite a few votes. Yeah. In that category, actually. Uh, let's talk a bit of test footy now. And you went on the 82 Kangaroo Tour. There's one tour game in particular. You scored, is this a typo? Seven tries uh, against a French team. That must be pretty good memories for you. Uh, I was a bit dirty. It should have been nine. Steve Mortimer took two off me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a greedy player. That's no, true, actually. Yeah, I, um, yeah it, was, it was funny. The first game we played um, over in France, Eric got five tries. And um, his um, his wife was uh, bragging to to my wife at the time. So um, and uh, yeah, so a couple of games later, I got seven. So seven, wow! Nothing was said. <laughs> it was a lot. It was interesting though because it just happens, you know, when you play when you play teams and you, you put yourself in position to to support players and just you think you're the last pass, so you just do what you got to do. Not even, I wasn't really aware how many tries I scored when I came off the field. I just just knew we'd we'd done a job on the team we played against. But, <laughs> You didn't play test that too, right? I don't think. But did you? You still learn a lot and you enjoyed it. Well, I was actually picked in the test side, and Frankie Frankie um, didn't put me on twice. No, seriously, I was picked on the bench. Well, there's two things in in the tests. I was picked on for two tests as the uh, number fourteen, and I um, mean didn't put me on for two tests. And then in France, he picked the top fifteen or top the yeah, top fifteen for the test. And um, then he said to every other player, um, you've got the week off, so you're in France, go anywhere you like for a week. <laughs> a lot of the players are organised to go to Chamonix to, um, um, I suppose, just relax for four or five days, or three or four days. And as we were walking out the door, I got to have a badge pack. We were walking out the door to catch a bus. He said, you can't go. He said, you've got to stay in case someone gets hurt. <laughs> so I had to stay back and train. <laughs> and how are you and Frank these days? Oh, look, I get on. he's all right. I get him right with Frank. <laughs> Didn't like his decision back then, but it was, I get on with him all right. Just, just, I mean, just on that, how, what was it like being on the bench? Because I guess you, you didn't know. You might have got on there at some stage, so you've you got to be ready to go. And then when you hear that full-time siren go, you must have been shattered. Well, more annoyed than anything else because we beat France, uh, beat England in the first test by over 30. And, um, yeah, John Muggerham was on the bench. Muggo got a start. And the second one, Ray Brown was on the bench. Me, Ray Brown got a start, but yeah, I, I mean, I suppose he just wanted to start the team, finish the team that he started with, and you don't do that these days. But um, yeah, yeah, it was interesting how how he sat on the bench for for tests and didn't get on. Is that is that a conversation you have with the coach after the game? Do you go and say, listen, uh, why didn't I get on? 
Um, Jimmy, no, Cranky, you didn't, you didn't talk to Frankie after game. <laughs> no, he's pretty crass. Why call him Cranky Frankie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. away from him. <laughs> well, you couldn't have believed yeah. the two games in a row, gee whiz. Yeah, but look, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I just appreciate the fact that I was in that position to be able to be picked in that in the side. Yeah. Would have been nice yeah. to go on. Would have would have made a six test, but um, that's that's fine. Yeah. All right, we found our way to uh, 1985, Jimmy. Now this is the question you wanted to ask, yeah, you know, half an hour ago. Well, I always I don't know what question I'm going to ask. I just ask question. Anything comes in my head. Um, I remember look, we won the second one. Very lucky to win the second one. And Terry Fernley dropped four Queenslanders and replaced them with four New South Welshmen. One of the New South Welshmen was Steve Ella. He replaced, I think, it was Chris Close in the centres. No, I think so, Steve. I think Steve was in. Did you play the second test? No, I was on the bench. Second test and come on. On the bench. Yeah, yeah you're on the bench. Yeah. So yeah. When when we yeah. scored that last, so, just going back, that when we scored that last try, where Jimmy scored, um, got the ball from Rebo. Was it Rebo you got yeah. it from? Wasn't it? Yeah. Now I gave it. To, I got off. Well, you gave it to Rebo. You're talking about the run through. I gave yeah, it to Rebo. Yeah. yeah. John Rebo scored. Yeah, he ran through the hole. I um I played yeah. the ball, and I had um. Did you? I had I actually played the ball and I had what's his name um, Mark Graham, who was who was marker, and he was actually yep. trying to get out to get to the first receiver, so I grabbed him and held him. Ah. Mark Graham, he's just about ten foot tall. He he's looked at me and he he's got his fist cocked. Then he realised who it was and he, he put his hands down. I thought anybody else he would have hit him. <laughs> why didn't he, Why didn't he whack you? What was, yeah. I don't know. I, got, I, got, I actually got on with Mark really well. All oh, right. And Wally then came across from the, I, I, yeah, I remember you played yeah. the ball. Yeah, Wally came across from the right hand side of the field yeah. to the left hand side of the field and put me through a gap. And there was um Kevin Tamity was one I got yeah. outside, Kevin Tamity. Yeah. And he was trying he was trying to catch me. And then about for about 30 metres, and I passed to Johnny Rebo, who scored just near the corner to, yeah. to give us give us victory. Wow. Yeah. Yes. What a what a victory! What what elation that was to get out of trouble. We were we were gone. That was we a really gone. competitive series. That one. Yeah. And we'll get oh, to the third test. And, we'll get to the third test in a sec. But Mark Graham, Mark Graham cocking his fist. That would be enough to have me trembling. And, and Jimmy, oh, you, yeah. had a, you had a oh, Mark yeah, Graham. Just, the games are pretty tough anyway. I mean, New Zealand and Australian games are pretty tough anyway. But I mean, it's just it's just part of the game. You just deal with it. What was your yeah. Mark Graham story, Jimmy? My, well, mine wasn't a test match. Mine was a Mark Graham when I went. He made a break against Balmain from North Sydney and it was about 15 yards out. There's only one person between him and the try line. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to tackle him, ball and all, because he was six foot four. He stuck his elbow out and caught me in the chops and knocked four teeth out in the one go. Um, and then I picked him up, put him in my sock. He didn't score. I stopped him from scoring. That was at least you know, I stopped him. And then you wouldn't read about it. Two months later, we play him in the World Cup final in 88. And he makes a break and there's only me between him and the try line. I go and attack him again. And he does the same again. <laughs> Except this time I pulled back. Otherwise, he would have got me twice. Um, so I, I, I did mention it to him at a reunion. He says, oh, I'll stop your wind, you know. That's just how it's played. That's how the game was played. I said, mate, that freaking elbow of yours was dangerous. I didn't realise how dangerous it was. I, I had to play with him in... Um... Wakefield and end of '88, and um, yeah, it was really good to play with. It was, I mean, it was tough. It was tough, but it was good. It was a good play to have on your side. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah, it was really, yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed playing with him. As an, off the field, it was lovely to fall off the field too. So I, I got on really well with him. And I got on well with him before that because he used to always come up after games, and we always have a bit, a bit of a yarn. And so I'd try to get on with everybody anyway. But yeah, 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, I'll go on with Mark very well. He was, he was a really nice fella. Okay, so what about the Queenslanders game 385? Did you get, get along with them? Because, as Jimmy said, the four were dropped by Terry Fernley uh, for that final test, which he got thumped 18-0 by the Kiwis. Was, was it a little bit frosty around the camp? Well, I think it was more about they were all the arguments and all the, all the, all the disagreements with, with the coach. And um, mm. I actually got, even though I was, I was one of the players that got, got picked to go into the test side, I still, I still got on with Chris Close really well. I got on with Wally really well. And there was no animosity because they said, that's not my fault. I didn't make that decision. Mm, yeah. That wasn't my fault. So um, we actually didn't have the conversation. We didn't need to, but they treated me just the same after as they did before. So, um, yeah, like I said, it wasn't my decision. And, um, yeah. But it was just the, the situation it was in. There was a lot of, even before that, there was a lot of disagreements with the way um, – the Queensland players were um, listening to the coach anyway because there were a lot of disagreements in 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 how he was coaching and how Queensland a lot of the Queensland players thought he should coach and mm. um, yeah so that was that was between them and like Jimmy we just stayed out of it we just we, we were there we were there to do a job and and um, that's that's what we concentrate on and decisions were made they're out of our hands so getting involved in that political side of it. Yeah, it was, that was, that's when obviously Terry was the New South Wales coach, and yeah, yeah, he, he brought in Benny and he brought in Desi. And I remember, I think Desi, he didn't, Wally didn't speak to Des all week, no. <laughs> that was a halfback <laughs> in the team. Um, of course, Mark Murray got, got dropped, and then Greg Canessio missed out as well, so he didn't speak yeah. to Benny as well. Um, yeah, that, right. that was that was a real, that was a diff, real difficult. I remember Terry Fernley said to me, he said to me years later, he said, Jimmy, do you think I made the right decision dropping those four Queenslanders? This is like 20 years later. I said, yeah, of course you did, Terry. You made the right decision. He says, oh, I think I might have been a bit hasty with that decision, Gary. I said, no, no, you made the right decision, Terry. Good call. <laughs> and I've, I'd forgotten about this one, but you you represented the rest of the world team, uh, Zip, in 1988 against, 88, yeah. against Great Britain over in England. And you were the halves partner of one Alfie Langer. How was yeah, that experience? Me and Alfie, that was a lot of fun. Um, he was a lovely. Like I played against Alfie a fair few times, and playing playing with him was was really good. So um, yeah, we we actually got together in camp for um, a couple of days before that, and that was always in Leeds. That was a good laugh. And um, the interesting part was the hooker was French, couldn't speak a word of English. So <laughs> Alfie <laughs> trying to call a ball from, from the Frenchman was it. Was um yeah it was really interesting. Them, them guys from Papua New Guinea and yeah it was just really nice to to do something different. Yeah. So you, you didn't know you, you didn't know your teammates a lot of your teammates. I knew most of them, but not not the not the guys from um Papua New Guinea or um or France or yeah so. But how'd you, others I knew. how'd you call for the ball? Hey mate, hey mate. No, I call Alfie. Alfie got Alfie. Alfie had to talk to the hooker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Alfie was still struggling talking to the hooker. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. And you retired in 1989 at just 28 due to those injuries. Do you wish you could have played longer, or you were just you were content? Well, I didn't didn't actually um, play at Parramatta in '89. I'd come back from um, I went, end of '88. I went over to Wakefield and played at Wakefield for the end of the season '88, '89 season over there. And Probably the last five games I played out there, I just played him shoulder in every game. Except the last game against Warrington, I dislocated my shoulder twice. So I um, <laughs> you know, come off the field and just threw my boots in the garbage and sort of had enough. <laughs> so I had, I had shoulder, shoulder surgery every year from 86. Yep. Um, so 
at 86, 87, 88, and again, 99. So four years in a row, I ended up having shoulder surgery. So huh. the last one, I just had enough. So um, I just decided it was I didn't want to go through that anymore. So, yeah, I, I come back. didn't play Parramatta, but I trained and whatever, and I was almost ready to play in July. But I didn't want to go through that, that I suppose, that um, opportunity of busting my shoulder again and having surgery a fifth time. So yeah, it's in um, July. Back in um, 89. Yeah, well, I didn't know that, Zippy. There you go. Well, uh, How's your body now? All right? Oh, uh, look, it's, yeah, it's terrific. I've had um, knee replacements, shoulder sulicicates, but two wrist operations. Yeah, life's good, you know. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. <laughs> in tip top shape. Um, but it's probably a good thing you, you got out when you did because it wasn't too uh, good for Parramatta in those ensuing years. Why do you think Parramatta crashed so spectacularly after 1986? It was 11 years before they made the finals again. Look, I reckon it would come down to the re- recruitment. In, in some of the, some, I mean, to be honest, I think they didn't do the proper recruitment because we were there for a long, for a long time. I think there was a belief that they have more juniors come through. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't have the quality of juniors come through, which they come through one night when Eric, myself, Neil Hunt, Paul Taylor and Brett come through. So I think they, there was a bit of a lag around that. Um, I mean, there could be a whole range of reasons, but I think the recruitment is was part of it. I think another another component is... is um, uh, it's probably one of the good things that I like about Parramatta is, is that they're um they're always they're talking about what they want to do, but for a few years there there was there was there was a lot of talk but no action. Then they started buying players who were at the end of their careers. So there's a whole range of reasons, and I, I think they're a lot better now than what they were. Uh, I think the new, the new board these days is way better than what we've had previously. And a lot of that, a lot of that stuff in the early days was around, and from probably eighty late eighties um, through the nineties was around, early two thousands was around the board. Yeah. The issues that Paramount had with with all the, uh, I suppose, uh, different factions trying to get onto the board and stuff. But I think what they've done now, um, they're in a really good position board wise. I think it's reflecting on their team. Yeah, they haven't won a grand final, but the structure is still really good. I think they're a lot better than what they've ever been. Mm. All right. Uh, just wrapping up with our final segment, Horsey's Hark Back. This is uh, where we just take a quick look back at the good old days. I had a, a listener, Steve, ask me about the magic sponge and oh, the general general medical uh, practices <laughs> back in the 80s when they used to run under you, onto the field to treat you blokes. What was it like? What was that sponge like? What was the go there? Oh, look, back, back in the early days when my dad was playing, the sponge used to have poison in it. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of alcohol so back in the early in the 40s and 50s um i mean jimmy would know the, the when, when the sponge come on they put they put water on your injury that magic cure to get you off the ground to start playing again was was amazing so mm. i wouldn't do that these days but it's it just worked i don't know why it worked but it just it just it just did and um, yeah. yeah it was just you always know when the sponge comes on something's going something's going to um heal because someone's going to have a major injury, put the sponge on it, they're up playing again. Yeah, until they started spitting in the bucket and that sort of stuff, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't too good, the old magic sponge. No. Tim yeah. Harris in the early days, though, Jimmy, got that way when, when um, they started talking about infectious diseases. That's right, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Because well, they, they'd use the same towel on everyone, wouldn't they? There's a, a bloody yeah. towel. It's... Yeah, yeah, they would, yep, yep. Just the, the washer in, in the bucket, with an ice bucket, yep. 
Well, you might not, uh, might not play it in England. They'd all have a um, all have a bath in the same bath, both teams. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. same bath. So um, when you're That's playing on a muddy field, yeah. I mean, we're playing <laughs> just sort of playing a game against Featherstone on the muddy field. We've, we've been there by about forty or so, and it was about twenty-five minutes to go. And my first thought was. That bath's going to be dirty because it's a really <laughs> muddy field, and there's only one bath. So I put my hand up to try and come on, and um, he said, "What's up?" So I think I got a twin Jimmy Hemi. You better come off. <laughs> right off straight in the bath. <laughs> oh, smart, clever, yeah. clever yeah. boy. Like, well, Sean Wayne, he's the coach of England now. Sean, he was, was my front rower. Then I'm walking off. He looked at me and says, "I know what you're doing, you bastard." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, any uh, last-minute questions no, before we let no, you go? It's great, it's great having a chat to Zip. It's, it's great It's great to catch up and I really enjoyed coming on the show, Steve. It was really good to see you well and talking about the old days and plenty of stories. And, you know, it's been, thank you. Really, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, look, Jimmy, from my perspective, it's it's nice that I talk about what we used to do. and have. But one of the good things about what we used to do is that we've become mates and that, that makes long, long, uh, long life lasting. No, yeah, 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 that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. That's right. It doesn't matter, you know. You, Eric, Bert, Sturlo, you know. Whenever I see you, it's always the same. Like things haven't changed. Like in 30, 40 years, it's still the same. You know, still the same friendship that was there from from thirty, forty years ago. So that's the beauty of the game, and yeah, you know, that's that's the one great thing I take out of playing football is being mates with Steve and Eric and Bert and Sturlo. You know, it's um they're all great players and a great team, and yeah, you know, to call them your mates, it's a it's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. Yeah, as an Eels fan, uh, thank you for all the memories, Zip. Uh, well, I certainly enjoyed watching you blokes run around and sort of certainly run rings around Jimmy and the Tigers. <laughs> a little jab there to finish, Jimmy. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining us on the Fend, Zip, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Oh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate the time. Good fun. Thanks, thanks, Steve. Okay, thanks guys. for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll chat again next week. See ya. See ya.